So the other day on TikTok, Liam Payne, who I think is trying to like become the king of TikTok, he <laughs> posts point of view, the meeting after Zayn quit. And the TikTok sound is like, are we are we sure we know what direction we're going in? And are we absolutely he- sure? <laughs> it's so funny. I like love that he just jokes about that now. Like it's been long enough. And he's like, this is too funny not to post. Yeah. Um, so here we are, another episode of When the Girls Talk Boys. You're on with Becca and Casey. And speaking of going solo, going in different directions, we are going to be talking about the solo careers of One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer. So just a disclaimer, One Direction is on a hiatus question mark (laughs) um they have not released an album together in years and they've all released solo music whereas five seconds of summer is still a band that is together one cohesive unit but they have um branched off into different solo projects um we're going to be talking about a little bit of the difference between those things but let's just start where it all started with one direction um casey do you remember like how you got into One Direction? Um, no, honestly, not really. I, it was in six, It was when I was in sixth grade, but I don't remember when I really started like getting into them. I remember being mad at my sister because she had tickets to go see Big Time Rush when One Direction was opening for them, and she left after One Direction played because I wanted to see both of them. <laughs> But I don't really remember exactly when. It was in sixth grade, though. I remember, I think I was a freshman in high school, um, which maybe would make sense with our age gap. Um, And my cousin. It would have been eighth grade if I was in sixth grade. Maybe eighth grade. Okay. Well, I was a young one. And uh, (laughs) I was at my cousin's house. And I remember um, we had like Nickelodeon on or something. And the video for What Makes You Beautiful came on. And she was like, Becca, you should check out this like group. I really like them. And I was like, oh, are they just like the new big time rush? Like, what is this? Um, And she's like, you really should just like listen to them. So I started listening to their stuff. And I remember really liking their first album. Like it was fun and upbeat. Like, and then my godfather who works for a publishing company sent me a copy of one of their books that they released. This was when I was in high school. They sent, he sent me that book but it was a month before it came out. And so my little like 14 year old, butt brought it to school. I like would bring it to every class because I started to make connections. Like it was pretty much how I made friends in high school was through like stuff that I was fangirling over mainly one direction. And I made a lot of friendships through that. My current roommate who I've been friends with for 10 years now, we first bonded over one direction. So it just became this like community feel and that's why I get really sentimental about them because it reminds me of like that time in my life and making friends and their music was always just really fun um but they made a lot of albums in a short amount of time yeah I want to say like I don't have the numbers but I remember I would compare to Justin Bieber because they did get compared a lot even though their music was completely different um But I just think at that time, they were the two big names in terms of like 
things that people were quote fangirling over. Yeah, they um, were the two big like heartthrob kind yeah, of yeah, like teen heartthrob. Their yeah. stuff was sold at Claire's. Like, um, <laughs> and I remember like there was a bigger gap between like Justin's albums slash eras, whereas One Direction, like I'm pretty sure their first two albums came out like within the same year. It, they, I think they all consecutively came out like every November. Yeah, it was. I remember, I remember Take Me Home coming out. I had gotten into them after Up All Night came out, but I remember Take Me Home coming out and it was like around November. Yeah, you're right. Cause I remember getting the CD for my birthday. Um, but yeah, so they, my mom would always say like, they're striking while the iron's hot, you know, like they were really, and I say they, but I also mean like their management and their company. We could do a whole other episode on like the behind the scenes drama, (laughs) but long story short, they put out a lot of music in a short amount of time. And I think overall they got really burnt out and that's how they kind of ended up being like, we want to go in different directions. Um, So the first person to make that decision was Zane um, when he infamously left the band mid tour. Um, That was... I w- that was sophomore year of high school for me. That was it. Yeah. My senior year. I like remember yeah. it so clearly, like yeah. how everybody at school was like crying and freaking out. Like it was, it was at the end of the school day for us. Cause I remember I was in my last period and we were like done for the day and we had like 10, 20 minutes before the bell rang to dismiss us all. So we were all just on our phones. And when I opened my phone, I had like a bunch of tweets like tweet notifications about Zane leaving and there were a couple of other directioners in the class with me and I was like you guys Zane left and like at this point I wasn't even really like a full directioner anymore all of my focus was on five sauce but I was still like Zane left. <laughs> I remember like a couple months before that when four came out, there was a joke because they were on, I want to say it was Good Morning America, but they were on some morning show and Zane couldn't make it. So the joke was like, oh, there's only four of them now. The album's called four. Like, and so everyone's like, are we foreshadowing Zane leaving? And I just remember at the time being like really like angry with him not that he left but I was like imagine you had tickets and you were a Zane girl and you didn't get to go see him and yeah. I was mad that he just like dipped in the middle of the tour like I felt bad for like the guys they had to like scramble to like figure out how they're gonna sing his notes and like there were all these vines of like Liam singing some of the high notes and like yeah but like looking back now as an adult <laughs> like I I do feel like he did what he needed to do for his mental health and I send yeah. no hate to Zane like I love all of them so much, but yeah, that was a really dramatic day. And um, I know every year Kayla, um, my roommate will on like one direction day or whatever. She'll post the text where she was like, mom, can you come pick me up from school? Zane left (laughs) one direction. Like, what am I going to do? Like it was, it was so like tragic, but, and then they made one album, which is the four of them, which is Mm -hmm. criminally under underrated it's it's my favorite one direction album made in the am is just straight bops it's so it's like it's also just so pretty (laughs) yeah like it's it's really easy listening i think but i think like the hype not the hype no i'm trying to say the hype that like you know when they were like the only thing that anybody cared about in pop culture that had kind of passed and so when the album was released it didn't get as much hype 
And and everyone was like, oh, Zayn's not in the band anymore. It's not going to be good. I was so annoyed recently at um, a radio station I was listening to back home. They played the song Olivia, which is one of my like top five One Direction songs of all time. And they were like, they were like, did Harry write this? for olivia wilde i was like first of all this song came out like five years ago so no (laughs) second of all stop only playing one of their best songs just because he's dating someone like i was so annoyed i'm like why don't you play this song in 2015 like this is so annoying he's been playing it like before the like before the show starts on tour (gasps) stop i oh my gosh i there's a there's a okay this is like a total side note but there's also like people have gotten like videos of her at like the concert she's at like dancing to his songs and like treat people with kindness and it's so cute Uh yeah he did not write that song about Olivia Wilde that was like years in advance I think he was like 12 when that song came out but yeah, Main the AM is a great album. So then they announced they were going to go on like a, what was it, like an 18-month hiatus. And the hiatus is still going on like five or six years later. There, um, this hiatus, legally, it is a hiatus. They're they're done. <laughs> I think like, I do think someday at least the four of them will come back in some way. This is a whole other like discussion but I think once all of the stuff going on with Simon is officially done they will come back at least yeah. do like a, a reunion show I, I think they'll do some sort of like because like the Backstreet Boys have done it like all of those groups like yeah. have done it and even in just like a sentimental way what I do think would be more likely as in terms of like not just a reunion for like sentimental purposes and the nostalgia but for like the sake of creating more music, I could totally see Liam, Louie, and Niall yeah. doing things together. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't, I just, I don't know. We don't know all the dynamics. We don't know everything that's gone on behind the scenes, but I feel like Zayn is very much like distanced himself from them. Liam's yeah. the one that I think really, like he like has called like Louie out on Twitter, like text me back. Don't just tweet, yeah. like text me back. <laughs> And then I even saw actually Harry and Niall that day they went on a hike during quarantine. People were like yeah, freaking I mean, out. They're still friends. I mean, oh yeah. First of all, I mean, they went through more than enough together to still be friends. But I mean, it's just they're all really famous and they're all doing their own stuff and they're all living in different places. So it's gonna be hard for them to like even do everything like you know how, do anything and everything but you know what I think of them as I think of them as like a high school friend group or a high school like sports team or something where like you were when you were really young you were really close and a lot of the monumental things that you went through in life you did together so you have yeah. that bond but then you know you grow up and sometimes you grow out of your friends and that's not to be like I don't yeah. like this person anymore there's no like beef but they're like we have completely separate lives and that is shown through their music. So mm-hmm. let's like get into the different albums. Um, so Zane first released his stuff, I believe like yeah. while the band was still together. Yeah, he released his first album in 2016. Okay, so maybe a little bit after. Um, I, first of all, I love his voice. I think he yeah. has a beautiful voice and it's continued to grow. Um, his stuff isn't necessarily like my favorite or my style of music, but I do think some of it is really 
catchy. It's really playable. Um, one song I really like with him, it's it's featuring Sia or with Sia, um, but it's Dust Till Dawn. I really like that song. Um, and also I think Like I Would is a bop. I kind of like songs when they're a little bit like bratty and you kind of show a little <laughs> bit of ego. I think they're just like fun to yeah listen like- to. On, on his first album, I like Fool For You, but the amount of runs got was just like annoys me sometimes, but it's still, but like, I love his voice. So it's also like, it's okay, but I like Fool For You the most of that album. But yeah, yeah so he, he went in a really big, like pop direction. Um, and now he's in his personal life. I, he seems like he's doing really well. He is yeah. in a relationship with Gigi Hadid and they have a baby, a baby who's about to be one this any day this month. I think like the 23rd. Yeah. So I'm happy they that he like kind of found his voice and is, um, you know, living his best life. Um, Hopefully, you know, mentally well. And I think his music does sound very different from what One Direction was putting out. Oh, definitely. Um, like, I don't think I think we heard his his voice like literally in One Direction, but I don't think we really knew anything about his personality, his style. I think all of that was very much just whatever they told him to like. Yeah, but that could be said for a lot of them. Don't quote me on this, but I I don't remember who did the most writing for One Direction, but I feel like he did some of the least for the songs but do not quote me on that and do not come after me if I'm I know Louis Louis did a lot yeah I know Louis did a lot I think he's a I love all of them as songwriters but I think Louis is the most underrated songwriter of the group I agree um so yeah um Liam I would say has a similar sound to Zane's stuff in the terms of like he's into that like party pop um yeah like the song sorry it's very like clubby yeah like strip that down was probably his biggest hit so far Mm -hmm. um which is like it's a fun bop when it's friday night and i'm in college and i'm wearing some random outfit from forever 21 (laughs) and i'm like getting down you know that's like where i picture that song it's not really something that i listen to for like comfortable music but it's just like fun um one of his songs midnight it's like it sounds like it's like it's like a good song to drive and just like yell the lyrics to like windows down like it's a good driving song Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so he kind of went in that direction he has gotten some criticism for like overly being like overly sexual in songs, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm not a big fan of. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't like insulting someone's music taste, but it's, I p- would prefer like more of an innuendo or more like, you know, artistic license or something um, rather than just being very literal in that sense. Um, yeah. But again, like he really went in that like pop direction, um, which is why he has gotten like at least some of his songs, like a good amount of radio play. Yeah. Um, Louie, I would say Louie's solo music is the most surprising to me because mm-hmm. I think it sounds a lot of it, not a lot like um, One Direction. He yeah. also kind of went, at least at first, he went in a, 
again, pop direction, similar to Liam's vibe. Um, a song I, I do really like the song Miss You. I like, yeah, Miss You, Walls, Two of Us, and Too Young. So Two of Us, I think, is more like One Direction kind of deeper, meaningful vibes. Um, it's slower and it's about his mother passing away. Yeah. Um, and this is like the saddest story to me. So he yeah. was supposed to perform. It was about two years after his mom passed away. He was supposed to perform um, two of us and his sister passed away a couple days before that. Um, literally just so sad. I think Louis has definitely struggled the most since yeah. leaving the group. Um, and that's maybe why his music has kind of maybe not had one singular like voice it's kind of been because he's been kind of figuring out so I'm I think that Louis though has the most like potential in that way like I'm really excited to hear what more he's gonna put out in the future because I do think he's a really talented songwriter um what I've already seen yeah I I really like the sound of his first of his first album like it's definitely not what I was expecting at first but like I don't it's I know you said like it's all kind of like different sounds, but I kind of enjoy when albums have different sounds Mm -hmm. when it's not just all the same sound. And like this isn't me like hating on like Liam or Zane's, but all of their albums have the same sound throughout for the most part. Mm -hmm. And Louis kind of does. But then there's like a good mix of songs in between that. So so it's not all the same noise, like all the same sound. Yeah, I know that. There's some posts that I remember reading from him about how, like, it was really hard for him when they, like, broke up because you would think, like, okay, it's been the five of us. Like, we've had all this success and we're not all equally commercially successful. Um, Obviously, like, that just that's natural. That happens. And he, you know, he started playing like smaller venues, but I think he found like a love of that. And I like I would I want to go to one of his shows I think yeah. it, because his shows are smaller and I know he also like meets fans a lot and so he's really getting that connection whereas it might be harder to do that when you are playing like smaller I mean it would be harder to do that if you're playing larger venues and you're a little bit bigger in that sense smaller shows are more intimate and like I don't know when artists not saying like the rest of the boys aren't but like when artists like really love their fans and stuff it's like extra special to play the smaller shows because they're I mean they're more personal to you and your fans I think um Louis also too he first of all he was like playing soccer professionally or yeah football uh yeah and (laughs) he he was the first one to have a child um Mm -hmm. so he had a lot going on in his personal life um but then of course all the stuff with his family um Freddie's five now and he's so cute. <laughs> he is literally the cutest. Have you seen this video? Um, he looks so much like Louis. <laughs> yeah. So for people that are like, that's not his kid. I'm like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> um, there's this video of Freddie like opening. He got a guitar for his birthday and he's like, my daddy has one like this. And I'm like, oh God, like, don't do this to me for people that, okay, this is something, this has nothing to do with their music, but I have to defend Louis right now. People criticize him and they're like, 
like you don't see your kid. And I'm like, just because someone isn't posting their child every two seconds does not mean that they do not have a relationship does not mean that you like, he's not involved, like just because that's more shielded from the public. I mean, Liam, I mean, Liam doesn't really do like show much about bear and he like, it's literally celebrities don't owe us pictures of their kids. Yeah. Like Zane and Gigi <laughs> post pictures of their daughter, but you never see her face. It's always like her bat, like yeah. she's running away or they're holding her or something. Um, but yeah, Louie has chosen to not post a lot, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a relationship and like, I'm sorry. I just refuse to believe that he would just abandon that kid after what yeah. he went through with like his father abandoning him. Um, yeah. He's talked about in interviews before about how he's, he splits his time between LA and yeah. England so like he can his, be with both families. Yeah. He, like, he has like, his yes, family and his partner, Eleanor are yeah. in the UK. And then his son lives in California. Like that's obviously tricky, but he, that he literally best. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. He, okay. But like, okay. Louis, like he wasn't like my favorite when I was a directioner, but he'd always had like a very special place in my heart because I mean, you know how much I always wanted like an older brother and he was always like an older brother figure to me. So Louis, like- I would say Louis was like probably my second favorite. Um, you know what else I love about him? His voice when he sings, he's one of the only people I know that you still hear his accent when he sings. And yes. I'm obsessed with it. Like I would yeah. listen, um, even in like the like upbeat pop, like um, just hold on is probably his like biggest hit. He did it with um Steve Aoki. Yeah. Aoki. I don't want to be saying that incorrectly, but um, yeah, he oh my gosh, can we just side note his performance on X Factor? Also, he was a judge on X Factor for a while. I know. (laughs) I think he's done like the most branching out. So like, good for him. But he, after his mom passed away, um, Niall, Liam, and Harry, because there's a video of Harry hugging him backstage. They hadn't all seen each other since, um, since they like went on their hiatus and, but they all came to watch Louis's first performance because it was his first performance by himself, um, like away from the band and his mom had just passed away. And it's literally like such a beautiful like video. And he still did the performance and like Simon, like there's all that drama, but Simon was like, your mom will be so proud of you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I am like a puddle of tears. Like I, I, I'm really proud of Louis. I love him. And I just, I like his stuff, but I want more. Like I'm ready for more from him. Yeah. I mean, he only just released his album last year. So. Oh yeah. He, yeah. He also, I think was the last one to release um, he was. a full soul album. Um, We talked about Le- just Liam really quick. You know what I just thought of? Blood. Liam's cover of Youngblood. Can we yeah. take a second? He, okay. He did this like Halloween show and he's dressed as Jack Sparrow and from Pirates of the Caribbean and he's performing Youngblood and it's so good. Like it's so (laughs) Liam, Liam was my favorite when wonder, you know, all the way back when, but like, I love his, like, I love all of their voices. I really do. So I was just like, his cover is so good. It's such a good cover. It's so like, I want it like on Spotify because I feel like I would listen to it just as much as the original. Niall Horan, my boy. He was always my favorite. Um, I 
had a thing for blondes for a really long time. And he's not a natural blonde. Like they made him dye his hair or whatever, but he was always my favorite. Um, And I remember he had cousins that lived in my hometown. I didn't know them, but I just like would go around telling everyone that like I had this connection to Niall. You talked Um, about that a lot. (laughs) He was like, he just always seemed so sweet. I was like, oh, And then I remember there's this picture, I have it like ingrained in my brain of him hanging out with Justin Bieber and they were like cooking, like they were like making a cake or something. And that that was my lock screen for a good two years. And it was like a grainy Instagram picture, like with a million filters on it. But I was like, oh my gosh, my babies are hanging out. (laughs) Um, Niall, I love him so much. So this is my hot take. Um, Niall, his music, like from a, my taste standpoint but also from like a more critical like this is really catchy this is really complex and deep but also really great for the radio i would say in that sense nile solo music is equal to harry's but the reason harry has been more commercially successful is because he has the full brand whereas nile is just vibin which is like i don't mean that as like a dig to anybody but i think that harry has this sense of like individuality where he is like, I, you know, break gender barriers. I wear a dress on the cover of Vogue. I wear pink. I am, you know, just a very like putting myself out there person. Whereas Niall has like, it's not that he's not doing that, but it's not as commercially successful in that sense. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does. I mean, even when One Direction was still together, everyone knew whenever they would eventually split up, Harry was going to have the most commercially successful career because he was always the front member of the band and the front members are always the ones that have the most successful solo careers. Yeah, and I um, I just feel like Niall's stuff is also criminally underrated. It is. Um, so first album, Flicker, beautiful. This town, I would sit and cry to all the time when it first came out I was like oh my gosh like this is so like uh and then um the uh, like earlier single off his second album um nice to meet ya I remember it came on in the car and I was like I love this song who's singing it so I shazammed it and I literally was like Niall like where you been this because they sound so different his voice has grown the most of anyone in the group he has such a bigger like he always had a nice voice but he had such a bigger range now I literally didn't recognize his voice in nice to meet you because it's so much like I think lower and just so different and I like got chills when I saw I was like my baby Niall like what um yeah when when Flickr came out I I bought it but I didn't listen to it for like a really long time and I'm just gonna blame like school and work for that but (laughs) um but like when I was re-listening to it yesterday I forgot how much I love this town and I was like I have a note about how Flickr is the kind of album I would like want to listen to when I'm in like this very specific mood that I do not know how to accurately describe but it's like um like when I'm on like a road trip and it's like really really late and I still want to like listen to music but nothing too loud or like but middle school and like early high school me would have been all over Flickr 
It like it almost gives me like plus by Ed Sheeran vibes. Yes. Like, um, in the same sound. I literally, when you said that feeling, I go, I wonder if she's going to say this exact feeling. So I have this like very specific memory of two of my friends from college. We were just driving to Walmart one day and we had Flickr on and like the tide came on. That's one of my other favorite Nile songs. And um, it was just like so calm. Like we had been, it was like a Friday night. We were like stressed from school. Like we had so much going on. We were like, we're going to go to Walmart and get some errands done. Okay. Like this was our, we went to a small college in a small college town. Like that was our event of the day, but we were just like going to Walmart and we, we were, I'm someone that really likes to talk in the car, but we all just like sat and listened and it was so like weirdly beautiful. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's really calm and really it's easy listening and it's, but also like, it makes you like feel things. Yeah. It's not just elevator music. Like it makes you feel something. And I do, I do appreciate how like immediately different heartbreak weather is from Flickr. Mm -hmm. Cause I really, I really enjoy seeing an artist's growth between albums because when they're like, not like no shame for artists who like have their sound all the, the entire same for all 20 albums they have in a row or something like that. But like, I really like when you can hear like their first album, they had this kind of vibe, their second album, they have this vibe, their third album, they have this vibe, like literally five sauce is a perfect example of that. But like, cause it's like, it's the same, but it's different too, because they're growing and their music is growing because you never stop growing. So you're, I feel like a lot of times your music should also be able to represent that your growth, your growth. Yeah. I, so heartbreak, whether the song that's the title of the second album. Um, but the song itself is one of my favorite songs just in general. It's so like happy and upbeat it's like a good like I call it like dance around your room kind of music um and I think it would do really well on the radio had again like the branding and the promotion also I believe he released that album in the middle of the pandemic so again like already harder to get that kind of like promotion out there um what I also like about Niles music in this is something I think Taylor Swift does as well it's like secretly cocky like, yeah. <laughs> like the song small talk, he's saying like, I, you're cute and all, but like, I really just want to sleep with you. But he says it in this like, really like kind of shy, but kind of like, he just has these sly little comments of like, no, we should just like sleep together. Like that sounds so yeah. weird. But he like, it's like these secretly, like secretly, like subtly, like flirty things um Mm -hmm. and he's a little bit more like full of himself and that's kind of how he comes across in like interviews too like yeah um oh my gosh you know what my favorite video is so for those of you that don't know I'm deathly afraid of birds um (laughs) I will like have a full-on panic attack and I like I can't control it it's really embarrassing but Nile Horn is afraid of birds especially pigeons and there's this video of James Corden putting pigeons on his head and it's like so mean but like I don't know how he's so calm because I would be like screaming and hysterically crying but he like he's just like um freaking out and then James is like I'm gonna leave you with the pigeon and he's holding a pigeon he's holding a pigeon and one pigeon is on his head and he's like he's like James James like where are you going and he's like freaking out and I'm like he's so like 
oh, he's so cute and he's so sweet. And he, the way he talks about other people too, I really highly respect. Like, um, there's like the way he talks about the other members of the band and how he's like such a big fan of all of them. Like he's the cheerleader of the group, I think. There's an interview that he did and he's talking about Justin Bieber, which like, I don't think they were ever besties. Like, I want to say probably the only time they really hung out was that picture that I had is my lock screen of them making a cake. But um, he was talking about like, it's so hard to be so famous when you're young. And he's like, but I had the support of like my One Direction brothers. Like he was all alone. And I was like, that's so like, I don't know. He's just so kind in the way he speaks about other people and he's empathetic. And I wish he got as much hype as like Harry did, because I think his music is just as good. And if more people were listening to it. Yeah. I, when, you know, when One Direction was still a thing, but like more like take me home era, I used to refer to, like, I used to say like he would always remind me of like a rabbit. Like (laughs) he just reminds me of a bunny because like, they're so soft and so cute. (laughs) Like, but then I also would always say that like, yeah, Harry's the youngest, but Niall has always given me like the youngest vibes. He's like the little brother of the group. Yeah. And And I honestly, I think that like, that's, I really just think that not like Niall and Liam and Louie, I just feel like the three of them would do so well as like a trio. Yeah. Um, Not that Harry, like, I think the thing with Harry, so he actually said something really nice about One Direction in his Vogue interview. He was talking about, he's like, I'm always like getting asked about the band and people expect me to hate it and they want me to like crap on it and like say that it was horrible. And he's like, I loved being in the band. I loved them. I loved everything we did. I took it as an opportunity to learn like a lot about songwriting and a lot about like the music industry. And he says like nothing but nice things about it. And I think like that was really important for him because he's of like, besides Zane, he's the one that has separated himself the most from it. But I think, I think he's just doing that because he of all of them, I would say like style wise, identity wise has changed the most since the band. Um, There's a few reasons for that. Yeah, there's definitely (laughs) a lot we could get into. But I think like he really like grew up and was like, this is who I am. And I want to display who I am as Harry Styles, not as Harry from One Direction. And that's really important, like for himself as an artist, but also just as a person. And also like logistically speaking, if you are at the height of your career that Harry's at like now, why would you go backward? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think like going back to one direction is like a step backwards, but also in some ways it is. For Whereas him. like he could, he could go back to one direction in 20 years when he doesn't have a song on the radio right now and, you know, get back to the hype. But why would he do it right now? Like why? Like he's it. He just won his first Grammy. Like, his tour is like sold out. Like he's it right now. Yeah. And so why would, why would he go backwards? Yeah. I mean, there's for all of the boys, there's a lot of reasons for why they don't necessarily talk about one direction a lot, especially Harry. Um, 
again, that's a whole other conversation with all the stuff with the contracts yeah. and everything. That's a whole but... other. We'll do like an FBI CSI episode. <laughs> let's get some. Let's get some. Let's get some of the FBI fans on here. Law and Order, One Direction. <laughs> like we will but... get into that later. Also, I just think it's very curious how Niall has a song about wanting to go back to San Francisco, just like Five Sauce. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so to wrap up Harry, what are some of your favorites of Harry? Okay, so Fine Line is my favorite album, mm-hmm. but off of Fine Line, um, Golden, Sunflower, Falling, and She, but like especially specifically the guitar outro of She is like my absolute favorite part of that song. Um, but Okay, like, hope you're okay on sour. Treat people with kindness is just, like, different. It just, like, it holds a little, like, special place for me, you know? Um, but then on, like, on Harry Styles, like, his self-titled, um, Two Ghosts, Sweet Creatures, or er, Sweet Creature, and Kiwi. Oh, yeah. Kiwi is a jam. Insane. <laughs> it's insane. Um, Whose show is this? Yeah, like, have you seen? So I've like been avoiding tour stuff because I oh. it's getting me too excited and distracted from my real life. But my, yeah, my entire FYP is the concerts so far. Oh my god! Wait, have you? I know you've said you've been avoiding stuff, but have you heard anything about all of the um, lyric changes he's doing with Golden at the concerts? No. Okay, it's really heartbreaking because okay so um first opening night tour I don't okay I could probably find this but I don't really feel like finding it right now but so he's done the he's done a golden lyric change twice now so he didn't do it on the second show but so he goes um and I'm hoping that someday I can be open and Mm -hmm. and the last show he did and he's hoping that someday I could like I could be open something like something like that and everyone's just like oh, I love it's like I because there's so many theories about you know why again all goes back to the sound the like the contracts with Simon about why he can't be doing and talking about certain things. Oh, and everyone's all over the fact that he's singing about Louis. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> We've talked about that in another episode. We're not going to get into the uh, oh. Larry Stylins and theories right now. But, but I'm just saying Larry's are very alive right now, especially after his second concert. To his The outfit of his second concert was very, very much referencing like the iconic Louis look. Oh my God, stop. Um, you know what I have been seeing though? Um, these girls that were dressed up like watermelon. Yes. And all I can think of is when One Direction was first on tour and people would dress up like carrots because, yeah. because that one video where Louis goes, I like girls I like who carrots. like carrots. <laughs> and I'm like, this has major carrot energy right now. And like, okay, so the term carrot used to be used on like as like an an insult. insult. Like if you were if you were being like quote too basic of a fangirl, like if you were wearing a shirt that just said like future Mrs. Styles to a One Direction concert and you were above the age of like 12, people were like, You're such a carrot. Like, don't be a carrot. Like oh, that was goodness. like an insult. <laughs> if you Can didn't we bring that term things. back? It was so funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> or like if you didn't know certain things about them, like, yes. oh, you're like a carrot. If you were oh new, gosh. you were a carrot. <laughs> can we start? Not that we should be mean and critical to each other, but can we just bring that term back? Like, it's too funny. Becca, you're such a carrot sometimes. <laughs> Says the one with red hair. Oh my God. Carrot top. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I do have a tattoo that references watermelon sugar. Um, definitely a bop. I wouldn't say it's my favorite song. Um, I, I just think it's fun. I will say I'm all for a good, like subtle innuendo though. Harry, um, Dr- Harry bathes in respect women juice. So, <laughs> oh my God. So he, but I do, um, I would say I listen to fine line more than his debut, but again, like Kiwi, um, sign the times, Carolina, some of my favorite bops. Um, I really like golden, um, adore you and to be so lonely and also treat people with kindness but that's more as like the dance teacher in me I love that he like made a music video that was him trying to dance and not just trying to dance like he did a fantastic job dancing um but I love like the branding of treat people with kindness that's actually what my sweatshirt says right now fun fact Okay, what do we think about his acting career that's like officially taking off I Like, I'm going to be honest, I never saw Dunkirk because I heard it was, like, kind of boring. I love Dunkirk, but that's the film person in me, so. I never watched it. I miss, you know what I, you know what his acting career is? The iCarly episode. It's the only thing I ever want to watch anytime, like, I'm with people and they're like, what should we watch? And I go, I go One Direction. It's my favorite episode of anything ever. Um, I'm excited. You know what? I'm excited to see his actual acting. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I have an opinion on it yet. Like, I haven't really seen him act, but I think that like, I think he has a lot of potential because I think um, like he is a good performer. Yeah. So I'm excited to see like what he does. And I do think it'll be better than like when just random celebrities are in random movies. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see Don't Worry, Dar- Don't Worry Darling. I love Florence. I love Florence too. I'm excited to see that duo. Like, I yeah. think that will be really good. People are starting to make jokes about how he spent too much time with her because he's starting to do her iconic frown now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm I'm excited to see him as an actor. Um, all right, all I think to- about is the iCarly episode. That <laughs> was so bad. No, it's wonderful. Shut up. Um, have you seen the on Twitter like the jokes of like Harry Styles acting resume? Number one, iCarly. And then it's like number two, tattoo roulette with James Corden that it puts like in like tiny print. It's like I knew I was getting the tattoo. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. People, my favorite joke in the fandom is that Harry Styles and Ashton Irwin have matching late late tattoos because um for those of you who don't know James Corden does this thing called tattoo roulette and when I say does this thing I mean he has only done it with one direction and five sauce I'm pretty sure (laughs) and what they do is like they they play this game and one person ends up whoever like basically loses the game has to get late late tattooed on them but the people that have the tattoo are Harry Styles and Ashton Irwin and people are like that's old tea because like English love affair from like 12 years ago is about Gemma Styles because apparently 
<laughs> Ashton Irwin and Harry's sister Gemma like had a thing like way way back in the day um but that was like resurfacing on TikTok people were like people were like this is all the band members jamming out to English Love Affair and then they start to listen to the words and then they're like mm. and then Harry's like ready to fight yeah that oh, was like um, such a niche joke right there but nothing <laughs> like I love when like old stuff like that just like comes up on my for you yeah. page and I'm like what what is happening what year is it oh okay wait two things real quick one opening night for Harry's tour when he did the golden lyric change game James Corden was there and he was crying during it Aww. so James James knows who golden is really about because so, they're actually stop. like really good friends yeah but um and then the other thing was is Gemma tweeted, um, she was like, US, please open up to vaccinated like foreigners. She just really wants to see Harry. I know. Oh, that breaks my heart for it breaks my heart for five sauce too. And like yeah. I completely like understand protocols and regulations, but five sauce has not seen their family in a long time. Like almost two years and it breaks my heart that like especially I think of Luke because I think like his mom is the one that all of us know like Liz because she was like the one that went on tour with them when they were really young and she has a more of an online presence but like Luke has like he has literally gotten engaged and like released an entire not only did calm come out during this time that he was away from his mom but an entire solo project and he looks like he has completely different hair completely different like everything and he hasn't seen his mom that entire time and it makes me so upset I know I genuinely I feel for anyone who is like who can't see their family because of COVID right now it's so sad in any, like in any sense of the word like whether you're in the U.S. and you can't see your family or you can't see your family because you're in a different country and everyone keeps saying like, oh, when are Michael and Crystal like actually going to get married? I was like, well, I don't think he can see his family and they're not going to not only are they not going to get married without his family, but they're not going to get married without Liz Hemmings there. I'm sorry. She <laughs> helped raise Michael. Like, there's no way they're having a wedding without the she's, family. She's literally OK. She's she's been the tour. She's been like the tour photographer. Like she's the video from there. She from is their documentary, the one from their documentary when she like they're talking about like, yeah, like my mom came on the tour, thought it was going to be awkward, but she like knew the boundaries. And then you just see her take a beer out of Luke's hand. <laughs> yes, that's that's our mom. Yes, mom. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. So speaking of five sauce. So Ashen and Luke have also put out solo music. So last Actually, around this time last year, mm -hmm. Ashen announced that he was releasing a solo album and he had his first single, Skinny Skinny, out. Um, and I remember Liam Payne made a TikTok and he was like, oh, like um, someone asked him if he still talks to Five Sauce. He goes, I saw that like Ashen's doing his own thing. Like he goes, did he, did they pull in us as in like oh, referencing God. One Direction breaking up? And Ashen's, first of all, I'm a huge Super Bloom fan. But Ashen going solo in that time made everybody panic. The, the internet was broken. Like people were freaking out because they were like, is this the end of five sauce? Like what's happening? Because then like, like all of the guys weren't like posting it, but also like, like Luke was on a social media hiatus. Like I don't, um, I don't think there was any like lack of support. 
Um, but I think that by them not posting about it too, people were just like freaking out that five sauce was breaking up because I think we were also traumatized from one direction breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was no breaking up. Ashton was stuck in his house in quarantine, like all of us. And he was like, I want to make some art and do some things. And so he released super bloom. And I think that it was a really great experience for him, especially as the drummer of the band, because he got to, you know, be the singer, like like the lead singer. Like this is, you know, when you're the drummer, you often are the one in the background, like, you know, you're lucky if everybody knows like who you are. And so it's, it was a really nice opportunity for like his voice to be heard and for him to get um, showcased. Not that like it, I think he gets like hidden. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like a nice change. He got to be up front. Yes. He got his like spotlight. And I think that was really great. Um, So I'm a firm believer that this is going to sound really cheesy, but that like music finds you and you find music when you need it or really just any art form. Um, And I remember I loved skinny skinny um, I love that he did a contemporary dance um, video for it. And then this is, ugh, I'm going to sound so annoying, but the day after my very first breakup of like <laughs> official breakup of my life. Okay. Um, I was headed up to the white mountains for, um, for Halloween. Actually, I was visiting my friends up there. So I, took the train back from New York and then I got my car and was driving up to the mountains and it was like this beautiful fall foliage and I put on super bloom for the first time to like sit and listen to it and I just remember like sitting there crying like because I'm a drama queen but I think he has a lot of like really deep themes on there like he's exploring like a lot about like what is it like to be a man in this world but also to not have had like you know, his dad left him when he was a baby. He never knew his dad. And so he's talking about like figuring out how to be a man and then how to pass that along to his younger brother that he helped raise. And he talks about his siblings and it's a very different vibe from five sauce, but it's very Mm -hmm. like calming and easy listening to. And it's a whole like different side of Ashton. Yeah. It's, it's so much more personal. Mm -hmm. It's very personal, intimate, and it's vulnerable. But it's also music to, like, breathe to. Yeah. Like, I think if you're someone like me that needs to, like, calm down, <laughs> it's a good, <laughs> like, it's a really good, like, let me just sit and listen and reflect on things. Um, And it did, like, I mean, he didn't, like, wasn't, like, on the radio or anything, but it did pretty well. Um, I saw it being sold at Urban Outfitters. I thought that was really cool <laughs> to, like, give it more. But, like, it was nice to have, yeah. like something that was, I mean, it was independently released. Like it wasn't from like a label or anything. And he kind of was just like, Hey, this was my fun project. This was cool. Um, let's do it. So then there's all this speculation, um, about like, what is the fate of five sauce? Um, he did this interview, but then he actually ended up doing an interview and they were like, so were your, you know, five sauce brothers supportive. Like everyone's like trying to get the tea. And he was like, Calum and Michael were so excited for me. And then he's like, and Luke was really quiet, but I saw him thinking. And when people even criticized Luke for that, and I go, no, Ashton and Luke have this really special bond where I feel like Luke could say nothing and Ashton knows exactly what he's thinking. Um, And I think that 
so Ashen took that as like, so you next? And then mm-hmm. guess what? Luke was next. <laughs> I just I just really like the vibe of it. Like, I mean, like, like you said, it's like one that you can just breathe to, which I honestly think very well reflects who Ashton is like at this point in life right now, because he's always very like chill, like, come on guys, like, you know, burning incense and like, you know, it's got like the meditating kind of vibe and like, so I think that like really, I think it fits. It's just not the five sauce music vibe of him that we see if that makes any sense but I really in the sweetness I really like the guitar because it reminds me specifically of Queen like it specifically reminds me of Queen and that's the guitar in that song I was listening to it and I was like did he like take did he like demo like did he like demo Queen or something like maybe I I really like Drive as well. My other favorite. Um, so yeah, so Luke was next this summer. He surprised us with um, an album called When Facing the Things We Turn Away From. Luke, I love you. <laughs> and I love the meaning of this title, <laughs> but it is too long. <laughs> oh my gosh. Casey literally, so we're going over notes for this episode and Casey just goes, I, we got to talk about the title. It's so long. And I literally was like, you know what? You know what? I agree. But also um, it has major fallout boy vibes to me, yeah. like the excessively long things. And I secretly love that. So I do like the title a lot, but, but I, I have, like it. I, I will, <laughs> I will say, I have to confess, I have been referring to it as Luke's solo album instead of the whole thing, because I keep not wanting to mess up the title because I do not remember it. W F T T W T A S. I don't know how people on Twitter remember the acronym. I'm like, hang on, my I'm too old for this. Um, but I, I love that. I love the album arts. Um, I love the aesthetic. I love like, um, he's doing a lot of promo like himself and his team um for it, which I think is great. Um, we've gotten a lot more of like, I think for him. Like Ashton talked a lot about the process, but I think Luke really wanted to show his process more. So he's been doing like little mini docs and yeah. um, more behind the scenes stuff, which I think is really cool to see. And I like that. I almost think like he, for me, so Ashton was like the, the deeper meaning of him doing an album by himself was to be like, this is who I am. This is my journey. Um, whereas like Luke is always the front man. Like he, there's always like debate, but like Luke is the lead singer of five sauce and that's not a bad thing at all. He's amazing, but he is the lead singer of five sauce. There's always this debate. Like they do all sing, but which is really cool that all four of them sing like a lot, but Luke is the lead singer. And so it's kind of like, well, why does the lead singer need their own album? They're already heard a lot, but I think it, for me, it's like a confidence thing, like something that I think Luke has struggled with and has really like come out of his shell is in his own identity and his confidence. And so for him to be able to be really vulnerable on a solo project and be like, like, I think I said this like last week, like 
when you're with a band, you might write about something really deep and vulnerable, but it's with the band. So like someone could listen to the song and be like, wow, this is so like deep and like, like rough, like who went through this? And it's always kind of a little more ambiguous, but now he's like, nope, this is me. I have crippling anxiety and I've made a lot of mistakes in life and I've had to grow up a lot. Like, Hey world, like I'm Luke. Yeah. I grew up in the spotlight. Genuinely growing, genuinely growing up in the spotlight, I think is probably one of the worst things for mental health. Yeah. I think that he, yeah, he, him and Ashton talk about that a lot too. Um, I want to read a little bit of, so the song Mum by Lou Cummings, as soon as I saw that there was going to be a song called Mum, I like was freaking out because again, we love Liz and she raised us. Um, but he's literally, and I thought it was going to be like, a, like, I don't know why I thought it was going to be like cheesy in my head. Like I thought it was going to be like, I miss my mom. I don't know. I don't know what I was picturing it as, but it's literally like an apology. It's literally him talking about like, I messed up and I, but I still need you. He said like the opening verse is like, mom, I'm so sorry. I stopped calling. Don't know what the hell I was caught in. Can't stop dreaming of chandeliers and your voice is all I hear. And then he says like, I'm so heavy and I'm not just going to recite the whole thing right now, but it's, it's him like really being like, I am drowning. And I think that's so relatable, especially like with family members, like you don't want to show that you're struggling because you don't want to feel like you let them down. And I think that's clearly something he struggled with. And that's something that like is really relatable. Um, So that's, that's my personal favorite on the album. Yeah. I haven't like gotten to like really sit and listen to it yet to have a favorite, but I do love the sound of it. I'm a really big starting line fan. I know that that's like the lead single. Um, But when it like first came out, I really was like, I needed a pick me up like that. And I had a dance party in my kitchen at 12 in the morning because it's such a, it's a really good, like, I, we said this last week, but it's a really good, like, I call it tunnel song, like the scene in Parks yeah. of Being a Wallflower when you are trying to escape from things and get a sense of freedom. Um, and it's kind of like his freedom song. It's like a cry of like, I'm trying to get past my anxiety and everything that's holding me back in life. I'm trying to move forward, but I keep getting stuck and I keep feeling like I'm behind. And I am like, yep, same. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not it's a good it's a good tunnel song, but it's also just like a good song for driving and screaming. Yes, I like uh that like song midnight is like drive. Yeah, like midnight drive, just like scream it, get all your emotions out. It's That's, a good emotional release. Yes, it's a healing song. song. Yeah. It's a healing song. It's a it's a hey, like things are still messed up, but like I'm trying to move forward. Yeah. Um so I yeah, I'm really happy they've done solo projects of, okay, so obviously we have no idea what's going to happen, but of Calm and Michael, who do you think will be the next, if either of them, to really solo projects? I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? I really think it's going to be Callum. That's, um, yeah, that's what I was leaning towards. I was like, I love Michael. He's Part of my- it. My favorite part of my 
Sorry. Say that again. I keep jumping in. Like, I love Michael. He's my favorite, but I don't see him writing a solo album. I think like, and for me, why I think Callum is next is because one, I think, um, Callum, I think has a little more, I don't want to say initiative. Like that sounds weird, but like he actually plays in Charlie Puth's band. Like I think of all of them, he does the most like outside with yeah. music stuff, music endeavors. So I think that would be something that would interest him. Um, whereas Michael, I think has other interests. Like he does a lot of the streaming stuff, which is really cool. And then he, him and his um, partner, Crystal, um, like flip houses and do all that sort of stuff. So they, he has like other interests. Yeah. Um, I also, this is like, might sound dumb, but Callum is also, I'm going to say allegedly, but we all know, like, I don't want to pretend like it's not real. Like he is like dating someone now. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much confirmed. And she's also a um, musician. So I think that might be something that like they have in common. So then he would be more likely to do that. Um, but I also do, I don't think Michael like would never do one. I just think that where they are at in life, I yeah. think that Callum would be next. But I also, um, I do know, I think we're going to hear more of Michael on Five Sauce Five. I hope so. I miss hearing him. <laughs> I think like not just hear his voice, but like, I don't just mean literally hear him, but feel like more of his yeah. presence. Like, no, that's what um, I mean. Because um, they are working with the same, I'm pretty sure one of the producers from Sounds Good Feels Good. And I know that that's Michael's personal favorite album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, and then we see like um, in all of like the pictures and videos of them working on the album, he's the one that at like the computer. And I think he's getting more into music production. Yeah, so I yeah. think like this, like, Michael's really going to come in strong. I mean, they all are, but um, that's my prediction for Five Sauce Five. I'm excited to see the vibe of Five Sauce Five. We're all saying Five Sauce Five, but they're not going to name it that. But no, I'm going to laugh. They're they're going to name it so, that because we've all named it that. <laughs> if people like haven't put it together, so they're the acronym for five seconds of summer is the number five and then sos so if you put another five at the end of it because it's their fifth album it's a palindrome so people are really attached to the idea that it's five sauce five and i think one of them posted five sauce five is coming and people were freaking also, out it's also just really fun to say <laughs> yes five sauce five um but we do know it's coming so that's the that's the big difference in One Direction solo albums versus the Five Sauce solo albums, because I think that one, the Five Sauce solo albums came out of quarantine and a time of like uncertainty and like their own self-reflection. But I also think it's really healthy. Like I think that part of why I think that Five Sauce is going to last for like years to come is because they have identities outside of the band and sometimes I think fans see like when they hang out with people that aren't each other and they're not like together 24 7 I'm like but that's a healthy separation like if you spend all of your time just with the same people like work and you know your personal life like you're gonna end up like one direction and burnt out and not even know like are we friends or do we just have to be because we're in this band um but they also are there for the important stuff I, yeah, I was gonna say, I will say that, I mean, I think we've talked about this on one of our earlier podcasts, but I mean, Five Sauce wasn't put together for on a show. 
Mm-hmm. They have been friends. They were friends in high school and they pretty much like grew up together. Like they literally like were I mean, siblings. I mean, they were they were friends until they grabbed Ashton, but like Ashton Yeah, they like one, but. Oh my gosh, for anyone that's I don't know how you could be listening to this and not know, but like I feel like we got to throw yeah. in some history, some the lore of Five Sauce. So Michael and Luke decided to start a band. Callum just like assumed he was in it because they were all friends. So then they formed a little group and they got a gig and they realized they didn't have a drummer for the gig. (laughs) So they messaged, (laughs) they had met Ashton once through mutual friends at the movies. And so they messaged him and they were like, you want to hang out, but also like be in our (laughs) band. (laughs) Like that. So they literally got him through a Facebook message. It's so ridiculous. The whole story is so ridiculous. So ridiculous, but I feel like it's the perfect. (laughs) perfect explanation of who they are yeah like it's it's like a hot mess like whatever but they like made it work but no like they really grew up together and you can tell like they do treat each other like family like they're all in Michael's wedding and they like are they have each other's backs but they have a healthy separation and I think that by having identities and a creative outlet outside of the band makes better for them when they all come together because it's like okay like you know if you're feeling frustrated like I never get my voice heard like I feel like I just want to do this one thing like you can go and do that and it'd be okay and I think we should normalize like the solo project so that it's not like weird when someone does that yeah um and I think that it will help the longevity of their band if they have things that they do outside of it um and I think it's they, like Ashton and Luke have both said, like, it's going to make us better music producers. Um, also, have they maybe you're caught up on this. Are they signed yet? I have no idea. I know that they left. There's all this drama. They left their label. Um, and like it, well, remember, um, you were thinking that they might be wanting to like independently produce it. Yeah. So I wonder if they were like, hey, Superbloom did really well. Let's you know, if imagine we do that, but times like 20 and then they do it themselves, like with the way the internet is now, like they could do that. They have such a big following and they clearly like have the skills and they are working with other music producers. So if they, they might just like release it, we don't know. But I, I also want to say that they're signed to a, a label like in Australia, but not in the U S but I might be making that up. Yeah. I can't find anything. All right. Well, maybe we'll cut that part out because we don't want to seem like we don't know what we're saying, but maybe I'll leave it in if I get lazy. Um, But yeah, so there's big things coming and their solo albums are a really positive thing. Um, Not a breakup. So no need to panic. They're here to stay. Whether or not they're not. I was going to try and work don't stop in somehow, but (laughs) I couldn't figure a way out. You know what memory I have, Casey, from like, we were like in high school, but it's when you came to visit me, like you'd already moved and we went to the playground down the street from my house and just played their self-titled album like the entire day. We were there for like two hours and you were like, wait, this part, we were like on like the swings and you were like, wait, this part's really cool. And it was in like, kiss me, kiss me. It was like the bridge, the instrumental bridge. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a, that memory's like ingrained in my brain. 
Um, we were, th- that, that was the day we were trying to like, we were trying to remember when we like, Ow. <laughs> the, YouTube, the YouTube channel we were trying to make back then. I need, we were oh trying to God. film a video to the girl meets world theme <laughs> song. We were trying that's, that's, so that's why we went to the playground. Casey and I really wanted to be vloggers. And when I mean, we really want to be is I had this idea of us being vloggers and Casey was like, sure, sounds good. And we filmed um, we filmed our first vlog and then we filmed a, the intro, which was going to be to the Girl Meets World theme song. But I am lazy and I give up on creative projects way too fast and I never edited it and never posted it, but probably for the best. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first I know I love, I love how you were just like, it was more that. I wanted to be a vlogger and Casey was like, okay, quite like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You you literally just texted me and you were like, why don't we have a podcast? And I was like, I don't know. Is it going (laughs) to end up like like the vlog? (laughs) And then you were like, let's have a podcast. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Well, we're already doing much better than the vlogs. But Casey, like you're okay. You actually hold me accountable for us like filming this. And you're like, have you edited it yet? Like, have you? And I'm like, yeah, I actually need to like put work uh, into the Yeah, because but- I can't, I can't do all of my graphics until you finish the episode. <laughs> the first, this is why like I, I work well alone, but also when you do something creative with someone else, they like, you have to be like, oh, I can't slack off. Or then it has, I've wasted Casey's time too. Like, I can't do this. But um, our first vlog, I remember we were like sitting in my room. My room was hot pink, the walls, and we had a One Direction whiteboard. And that's how we were like holding up our intro. We were like, vlog episode one. And it said it on the One Direction whiteboard. It was, that episode was supposed to be the like drawing, like your origins or whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> This is so hard. Long story short, we've survived the One Direction hiatus. That's not really a hiatus because they are broken up. (laughs) And they all have solo careers now that we love. (laughs) We love One Direction. Um, You should check out some of the songs that we mentioned. You should also check out um, Ashen and Luke's solo projects and Get Ready for Five Sauce Five. We don't know when it's coming, but it's coming and I'm ready for it. Um, Actually, I'm not emotionally prepared for it. I need some time. It's coming um, when we least expect it. It's coming when we need it. It's Let's like say that. Serial, it's like, it's just, it's like the serial killer, like hiding, like right around the corner that you don't know is there. It's going to pop out. Compare their album to a serial killer. <laughs> well, it's going to kill your emotions. You're right. But that was lame. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Check out all that music. Um, we'll be listening to it and all that there is to come. Um, if you are not already following us on Twitter, please do so. Our Twitter handle is girls talk boys. Talk is spelled T-L-K. We also have a TikTok now, too. That's literally the exact same handle. <laughs> so G-I-R-L-S-T-L-K-B-O-Y-S. Girls talk boys. Please follow us. Um, we are mildly we will- entertaining. We will try and post I have like right now I have like six things in drafts for that so yeah Casey will go ham on the promo and I'm like I didn't edit the episode yet (laughs) so anyways 
I'll edit the TikToks. We are a hot mess, but we are out here vibing to some music, trying to get through this uh, life we call 2021. Um, All right. We will see you next time.